a lot of love and guesswork. Thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. We're three hermanas who are moms, wives, and share how we do life, family, and faith. Join our familia as we learn together, laugh, and have sometimes loud and crazy conversations. Welcome to A Little Mass. Hola familia, this is episode 25. Yay, I can't believe we made it to 25 episodes. You know what, I can't either. Yeah, I was just thinking about well, that. Well, it's funny because sometimes it feels like it has been about that time. Mm-hmm. But other times it feels like, oh my gosh, it was just yesterday. And it's not until I go and I, because sometimes, you know, we've talked about this. Uh-huh. I like to listen yes, back yes, to episodes. Yes, you stalk us, we know. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I guess, call it what you will. <laughs> and so um, when I see how many have been up already, I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. I know. It's been a while. Wow. It's, it's a very like, it's a huge, I don't know, it makes me feel very proud. Me too. Because I'm like, I've done something, have stuck with it, and I still love it. Yeah. And, you know, like we talked about this when we first uh we're throwing around this idea of starting a podcast the three of us mm-hmm. um remember we had like those talks like okay how serious are we about this like are we really gonna do this i think that was the scariest time for me was just that was super intimidating well, remember you and i never done it into, like a little disagreement yeah. <laughs> to Shocker. say the least yeah <laughs> no seriously i was just i remember feeling so overwhelmed by it too like yeah I'm already like an introvert as it is and I uh-huh. need my downtime and I just felt like oh my gosh this is just so much to ask <laughs> yeah and you've been it was so scary. great I've, I've tried and I actually have really enjoyed it yeah and it's it's been so neat familia to even have you guys kind of come alongside us and you know, the encouragement we've gotten from mm-hmm. you guys and the feedback I and mean, we've talked about it before but honestly we can't say it enough yes right maybe it's like it's just we don't get tired huge. of singing your guys's praises because no. you're amazing. Yes. Um, so Evelyn again is not here. She I won't know. be with us for the next couple of episodes, just so that you know. Um, but when you hear her beautiful voice, you will know she is back. She has a lot going on right yes, now. Yes, she does. Um, a lot of different changes coming in Some her family. Yeah, yeah. So we can't wait till she can share all that with you guys. But most, the biggest one is really the baby. Yeah. You know, and um, so she's really focused on that and taking care of herself, which mm-hmm. we love. Yeah and encourage but yet give her a hard time because we miss her (laughs) (laughs) for sure yeah so we'll be trying to bring in a couple of uh, new voices for you guys but if not if that doesn't pan out you guys have us (laughs) here we are so we're in the month of march now and this is uh women's month yeah we are women we are fierce arriba la mujer i know it's awesome it's all how does that translate what? It better not be up the woman. Up with the women. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Literally, that's a translation. But, you know, that's not what we mean. Arriba, arriba. We mean more like power to the women, you know, encouraging the women, uh-huh. like, you know, support for the women. Yes. I, I loved it because I think us growing up in our home, uh, we always we grew up around such strong yes, women. Yes, yes. And I, I think that's pretty typical of um, a lot of um, Hispanic mm-hmm. families, you know, mm-hmm. where... Uh, the women really dominate almost you know like I know we, we always say that oh, there's this culture but in of- the sense of like because I almost think I'm, I don't know why my mind went to dominate as in like a negative connotation no. but more like as in they're like the backbone yes you know it's like they are really just that emotional strength uh-huh. and support yeah yeah the, they're I the agree. ones that carry you know that get the home to keep on moving yeah. on, you know, to charging. I, I can't even talk. Like, <laughs> charging up. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no, like keep it pushing, keep it yeah, moving forward, to keep yeah. it moving forward. <laughs> keep it charging. <laughs> just every word you're saying is just a negative connotation. <laughs> just charge. <laughs> no, but I'm I mean it. I mean it. You know, like. In a, in a positive yes, way. Yes, yes. Um, because our dad was always more like the silent type, you know, unless mm-hmm. you got him like upset. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. it was like. And then it was like, oh, no, you oh, in trouble. Dang. What did we do? But, um, you know, our, our mom was just, she was, she wasn't, uh, I never thought she was afraid of anything. That's right. Um, I always felt like she spoke her mind, um, which is funny because I feel like I didn't get a lot of those traits, <laughs> which I'm like kicking myself for. Yeah. You know, because I didn't. And I think we're like a mixture, though. I think because our dad was always this quiet strain. Uh-huh. And so depending, I mean, as a kid, you might take that as just quiet. Yeah. And just you don't really speak up. But mom was a type that she never really spoke up unless she had to. And when she had to, she did it because it mattered mm-hmm. and it had to be done. Yeah. And sometimes I think I know like when I, my younger self Sometimes I would just kind of like question, like, should I speak up? Should I not? Mm-hmm. Even though I knew I had to. Eventually, like, thank goodness, I always we did it. We circle around yes. that bush like nobody else's yes. business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a little older. You're like, oh, crap. I mean, I need to nip that in the bud and yeah. just get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've learned that. We mm-hmm. have, honestly. And I can see that a lot in you, too, Mabes. You know, like, oh, I really can. Where maybe that was like our teenage self. Uh-huh. Maybe early 20s. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're older now. And we've lived a little. And, you know, uh-huh. and now it's like, yeah, I just don't have time for that anymore. Yes. <laughs> like, that, that's true. Like, I just don't have that's time. So true. As you get older, yeah, you realize, like, I don't got time to, run, you know, run around that bush. Right. Like, I just. I'm just going to tell you what's this up. This is what's up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we're getting better at that. Yes. Slowly for but sure. Since we're on the topic of women. Two of the articles that we kind of saw sometime last year, right, Celeste? Yes. Was the fact that parents are providing more college support for their sons than their daughters. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, we kept on saving this and thinking, like, where can we really put this in? And we thought the perfect place is in March as we're talking about, you know, Women's Month. One of the articles that we have is a CNBC article pretty much stating that there was a study from a Baltimore-based company called T. Rowe Price. And they found that when it came to parents with only boys, 50% of them had saved money for their kids' education Mm -hmm. and were funding it, like maybe even fully funding their education, right? Whereas 39% of parents whose families were solely girls in their families were saving up for their girls, Mm -hmm. 39%. Versus 50%. Versus 50%. That's a significant difference. And one of the other articles that we had seen, I think, was even a little bit higher than that. So I was just kind of taken back by this because I thought, I'm thinking of my, we both have daughters, only daughters right now. Same thing, Mabes. I thought the same thing. I was like, what? Yeah, and I know my husband and I keep on talking, like, we need to set up an account and put away for her college Mm -hmm. because our lives are much different from us growing up with our parents, right? Right. our parents, I think, always dreamt that one day we would go to college, mm-hmm. but it was not something that was like, oh, we can save money here right. and there. Like, I mean, yeah, everything that's true. was put into the economy of the home mm-hmm. and it needed to be used here and now. Yes. It could not. Or my mom, you know, mom was always so great of having a savings account, but mm-hmm. that was a rainy day fund. Right. For when we needed something. Right. Um, when something broke down. It couldn't, she didn't, they didn't necessarily have enough money to put away for six kids. I was just going to, yes, six kids is a lot. Yeah. And honestly, too, I think, and you also wonder how much of that, too, was coming from a different country. You don't really know what all is entailed in going to a university or a college. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's going to cost. It's obviously not free, but how much is it? I mean, our parents didn't have the privilege, you know, of 
of being able to go to college. So they they weren't privy to that information, how much yeah. it was going to be, all of that stuff, you know. Um, honestly, the grace of God and just their ability to not give up and stick to itness that kind of just was like, okay, we had what we had and we never lacked anything because of how hard they worked yes. to provide. But yeah. it was like, man. We got so lucky. Yeah. Like I know whenever school would come around, mom and dad would just kind of... New clothes for up. all kids. Yeah, it's buy crazy. the bootstraps and take us to go buy new clothes. Mm-hmm. Supplies, all of us. everything. Supplies. Remember, we would make those trips to yep. Kmart yep. and get what we needed on our yep. lists. Yeah. And it was like, I they never once made us feel like, oh, this is just too much. This is too much of a waste. Mm-hmm. They always really, they never made us feel like it was an inconvenience yeah. when it came to our education. And you know what I remember when it was too? Because I remember that being when we were younger. But then, you know, we got into middle school and high school. And now all of a sudden, of course, as any typical teenager uh-huh. or preteen, you're all into name brands and stuff. Oh. And so they would just budget for those kinds of things. Like, okay, you know, before before school came up, yeah. it was like in the summertime. This month is for these two kids. Uh-huh. And these two kids will take you get yes. your school clothes. The next month is the next two kids. Uh-huh. And the next two kids. And yeah. it was like, they just had a system down. And it was like, wow, how impressive. And that again, they were like, the backbone of, you know, at, our dad would be the first to say this. Like, mm-hmm. he always would just say to our mom, you handle the finances. Yeah. <laughs> and that's such a testament to our mom. Mm-hmm. You know, such an amazing woman. Um, who balanced her finances so well and instilled that in us. I remember she was the one that took me um, to go open up my first credit card and was like, oh, credit yeah. is very important. That's mm-hmm. right. She's the one that taught me about like yeah. how you even use a credit card. Because obviously you're not going to use it for whatever the heck you want. Yes. It's like, I, I remember the day she sat me down. She's like, look, if you need gas money, you pay pump gas that one time. Mm-hmm. And next month you pay that off in full. Yeah. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, don't you have any credit lingering? Yes, like, I know. You just need it to build up a credit score. Yeah. That's it. So being responsible about it. And I remember just being in college and already like, okay, I know how to use this. Like I know... And I was so appreciative for that. that me she too. even took the time, right, to do that with yeah, us. Me too. I think through seeing their hard work, it made me realize how important it was for me to do well with my grades so that yes. I could get money, yeah. free money for school yeah. that I needed. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, especially because I knew if I didn't, it was going to either come out of their pockets or yeah. I was going to have to take out loans. Yes. You know, and even as a, I mean, as an 18 year old, 17 year old, I think I started college at 17. I, you still don't know like the severity and the impact that a school loan will have oh, on yeah, you, you don't. until you're done with your four year college. You're like, crap, what did I get myself yeah, I mean, into? You're not oblivious to it because they tell you, but you're right. That's true. You but it doesn't make sense it. until you're paying it yes. off and you're like, crap. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't. Yeah. Like, like you, you know, hear- I'm going to owe you money. Yeah. Okay, sure. That's in four years time. Exactly. You know, you know, somehow it'll work out. Right. Look at all these other people that it worked out for. <laughs> you don't realize all those people, they're still paying it off yep, too. Yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, are paying on that smile and looking happy <laughs> yeah. doing it. Uh, so anyway, uh, back to this whole article. So it just, it really uh, struck me because of the fact that I, I was like, wow, are people really doing this? Like 30 some percent of people with, I mean, yeah. families with um, solely women are actually putting away money for their education. Yeah. I would love to ask them, like, why the rest of them aren't putting away yeah. money for them. You know, I think we had this conversation, though, Maeve, and it might have been when Evie was with us, too, when we were considering about where were we going to, you know, put place this for our, our episodes uh-huh. moving forward. And I think one of the conversations that I remember coming up was the fact that, and this is sad, yeah. right? Because it just kind of speaks to what's what's been kind of taught to us from previous generations is the fact that perhaps maybe 
one of the reasons why parents aren't putting aside as much money is because a lot of the times families maybe are thinking, parents are thinking, well, you know, my daughter might not be with me into her college years. Mm-hmm. And by that point, she might be married. Married, And at that point, it's her husband's responsibility. People still think that way? That's what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> I was like the same thing. Like, really? Or, you know, you never know. At that point, maybe she'd choose to be a mom over going to school. And so yeah. I, I don't know. Because I remember thinking the same thing. Like, why? Would, why wouldn't a parent put aside for their kid's college tuition? Uh-huh. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen from here to when they're 18 or, or, you know, ready for college. I don't know. But I remember I, it might have been Evie. I don't remember. But one of the things that I think she suggested was maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Because I remember thinking, like, I would totally save aside for my yeah. daughter. I don't care that she's a boy or not a boy. Like, mm-hmm. if she's a girl, I'm, I still want a college education. Yeah. And she was like, well, or, and she's or, the one that brought it up. Or I think. at least for her to be able to have that option, right? Because yes. we talked about, what if what if your daughter doesn't want to go to college? Then fine, I keep the dang money for myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're so terrible. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, at least you've we, given We talked her- already that I love my money. <laughs> you're right, girl, you're right. <laughs> but, you know, at least giving her the option, no, like, yes. fine, use this. Like, I know I had yes. a friend. To do something else yeah, that you would, who's, like, who's parents were like, you. okay, here's this money that we mm-hmm. saved for you for school. Mm-hmm. You can use it for school. You can use it for any anything else you want to do. Mm-hmm. Or you can save it for when you're getting married. Yeah, which is a huge help. Wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, oh, that's an interesting <laughs> way to go about it. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so I just, and I know the study doesn't say at all what the Why? disparity yeah. is between it doesn't it kind of leaves it up for interpretation yeah. all you know is that this is what's happening so I don't know if but maybe why these parents think well you know eventually maybe they're hoping their daughters get scholarships maybe they're hoping but why wouldn't they hope that for a son i don't know i don't know I, that's I don't just know. what i couldn't understand to me i was just like why would there be such a difference based yeah. off of gender it doesn't make sense i would think you would value both of your kids the same regardless of gender mm-hmm. and you'd want the same opportunities for each one of them it's just so interesting it's so telling because i mean this was this was um written in september of last year yeah fairly recent mm-hmm. and it's like for uh, for as his parents to still be thinking this that's way like where we're only putting more money away for i would hope that that's not why our daughters it's but like you never know yeah you just so never sad. know and sometimes you'd think you know the thinking patterns that we feel like oh it's so outdated you'd be surprised when you realize for some people, they're not outdated. Like for them, they are very current. You're right. You're right, sister. So That's it's, so you know. True. So, so true. Well, with all of that, our main topic, like we said, is kind of just focusing on knowing our worth as women. And um, a lot of the things we're going to talk about really is also in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Right? I still remember having jobs um, previous to me being um in the educational field Mm -hmm. where I felt that I was being taken advantage of when it came to them asking me, you know, to come in at certain hours that were not my hours when they would, um, you know, certain workplaces would tell me, um, you know, work these certain days that weren't the days I had to work or adding things onto me that were not part of my job description. And because I was so young, you know, I was early teens or, you know, my little one. (laughs) or yeah or an early adult I just didn't advocate for myself the way I should have Mm -hmm. and now that I'm older and also seeing an example of like strong women and even you know my husband how I see how he carries himself with such confidence in the workplace I 
realized like, no, if I don't speak up for myself, no one else Mm -hmm. will. And I can't believe this lie of just work yourself to the bone until they see your value and worth. Like, yes, I'm going to do all things as I'm doing it for the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? Doing it to the best of my ability is what that means. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to kill myself when people are taking clear advantage of me. And they don't even have it on their, I don't know, the forefront of their minds to even promote me. Yeah. And me still holding off for that. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you. I think, and that's part of even healthy boundaries, right? Yeah. So, and that's an area where I will definitely agree with you, sis, that that is like where, that's an area where I've had to, I've grown over time, you know, Mm -hmm. like I remember starting off to, you know, in the workforce at like 17 because I was, you know, paying for some of my, some of my education because my parents were helpful enough to, you know, pick up slack wherever I couldn't. But I remember that it was like, at that point, yeah, you're just you're new to the whole work field and you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you're wanting them to like you and appreciate your work and, you know, see something in your work ethic and just who you are. And so you are very much, you know, catering, Mm -hmm. if you will, you know, on a certain level. And the more experience you get, the more you start to look around and, you know, the higher up you move up, you start to realize, wait, not everyone is so darn, you know, oh yes, yes to everything. It's like, no, if it's something that's not in my job description or something that, you know, is not appropriate, then I'm going to set clear boundaries and I'm going to have to say no, obviously not in an ogre kind of mean way, but just mm-hmm. in a very respectful no. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. And that's something that I've had to learn too, as far as my worth, because I, I feel like the second that in the past I did give into that, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden my worth wasn't appreciated. Yes. It and was, then, it was all of a sudden like, no, oh, we it can was just... like, yeah, you would give somebody an yeah. inch and they would take a mile. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're not getting paid for that. Yes. They well, will not up me 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars just for, you know, doing this extra thing that does not include my job description. And I noticed that the men around me, they very much thought that way. Yeah. You know, um, or as I became friends with um, men in the um, work field where I was at, mm-hmm. they would be like, I don't know why you would do that. Like, I wouldn't, honestly, because I know how easily, you know, they've taken advantage of other workers or whatever, mm-hmm. this and that. I just would have said no. And I'm like, oh, and here I am saying yeah. yes to everything. But another thing I think for me also was, because I was a woman and just, I guess maybe even, I don't know if it was my, our upbringing or what, but for me, men were a bit intimidating. Yeah. And most of my superiors were always men Mm -hmm. in the workplace. And so it felt like when they were giving me um, a task to do, I did it, even though I felt like in the back of my head, like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) But it was intimidating for me to say no to them Mm -hmm. whereas one of my male peers could have would have easily said no to this and had been like you know what I just don't feel like this is something that I should be doing Mm -hmm. because I'd heard that from other people like I I heard them in meetings pretty much shutting it down and being like this is not something that I feel fits me Mm -hmm. you know so I I think it would better suit you know so and so whatever and me I'm always like yeah I'll take it (laughs) (laughs) you know and just working myself like crazy and just never seen the fruits of it right never seen the benefit of it but then I also wonder how much of that was just also being a people pleaser oh yeah right because Uh that's something that we've honestly said like we've worked on and we've and we've grown from that right Mm -hmm. but because I'm thinking too like there's even been situations in my life where I might have been offered a position that I knew was not right for me Mm -hmm. and you know, in the past, mm-hmm. at my previous employment, in the yeah, past? in the past, um, I took on a job opportunity, yeah. knowing deep down, I think in my gut that it probably wasn't the best fit for me at the time, yeah. but it was like, 
well, I'm honored that I'm being offered this position. So, and I know that there's room for personal growth. And, and how many times did this come around? Right. You know? And employment wise, like career wise, this was great. It was huge. It's uh-huh. awesome to put that on a resume. But while I was there, I found, and I had been there for about a year and a half, I found my heart just wasn't in it. Mm. And so while I was doing a great job and they loved me there because yeah. they were like, you're so good at this work. My heart just wasn't in it. Mm. You know, I was giving up so much of who I felt was true to me yeah. that I, I couldn't be happy in a place knowing that I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was letting myself down and, yeah. and my integrity within me. I was like, there was turmoil. So I've learned from that. And so in, you know, future opportunities, when it did come up that like I was offered an opportunity because they saw my worth and they were like, oh, you'd be so great at this. Mm -hmm. If I found like there was something that I was like, well, I'm not going to get paid what I think that job would require from, you know, the time that it's going to take from me. Then it was like, I've had this like dual conversation inside of me where it's like, wait, is this worth it? Oh, but, but I don't want them to not like me. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> I really don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But they might think I'm horrible, you know? So it's like, but this is really not a good fit for me. <laughs> but yeah. I really would hate myself if I took this job. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, I've learned, you know what? Go with your gut. Stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm like, look, that's still boundaries. And I'm going to be true to me. So if the answer is no in my gut, mm-hmm. as hard as it is, I'm going to be like, sorry, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for considering me, but yeah. I'm going to have to pass on that. Mm-hmm. And life keeps moving. Yeah. You know, but even that sometimes is hard, I think, because you want to be liked. Mm-hmm. But it's like business. I think at the end of the day, it is just a business. It, that's exactly That's it. what we have to get into our minds. Yeah. It's a business. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in this for business. So how does it benefit me? How does it benefit the other person? Yeah. If the benefit is mutual, then great. By all means, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if it's benefiting my employer more than me. Yeah. And I'm giving up my personal time with my family. And my life, mm-hmm. it better darn well be worth it to me. Yeah, you know. So I might, I should get a benefit out of this mm-hmm. outside of just the what is it? I'm like, I'm losing the word. Outside of just the reward and fulfillment that I get for doing the type of job that I do. Yeah, it's like there's got to be something else. So you know. True. Yeah. So that's something I've learned. You're right, baby girl. Yep. Preach. She's like, me too, me too, all day. I say no to mommy when it doesn't, it's not convenient for me. No, just like. So, I mean, I think that's how I want to raise my daughter, right? Is just to be confident, to be um, able to advocate for herself. Yes, that's huge. To not feel like she has to fit a certain mold. All right, so we have a very special guest, my husband, Josh. Yay. Hello, everybody. Now, you're probably wondering, it's Women's Month, and we've been talking about that throughout um, this episode and for our main segment, but uh, the reason why I asked him to come on is because I wanted his perspective when it comes to working with women and getting us to think like a man when it comes to the workplace, Mm -hmm. you know, and taking those steps to get us to that place where we we want to be equals in the workplace, Mm -hmm. where we want to see more women doing their thing in high uh, leadership positions. So uh, welcome, honey. Hello, hello. (laughs) So let's get uh, to it. Uh, uh, One thing that I have noticed from you is one, you have a lot of confidence, which is very different from me. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, and very different from Sally, too. Right. You know, we... <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that's not to say I don't have no confidence. No, you know but saying? you know but what yes, I mean? Yes, like, yes. No, I agree. Especially when it comes to taking what we feel we deserve. Yes. 
I've always taken the back seat to that because I want to always present, um, I don't know, I, I want people to see like, okay, I'm hoping that they're saying I'm a, I'm a hard worker, that I am for this company. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they will decide to butt me up to a better role. You know what? And as I hear you say that, I just shake my head because I've been there before. Uh-huh. And I also think it's, and maybe this is, and Josh, you can probably, you know, obviously give your two cents in this, but I'm wondering how much of that is like, you're right. It's like that wishful thinking of like, yeah. oh, they're going to notice that I'm such a hard worker <laughs> that I do so, you know, but then you think about it and business is business. And at the end of the day, yeah. these employers are probably thinking, hey, if they don't, you know, get the courage and ask for what they're owed, then mm-hmm. why would I do it? Yeah. At, at the end of the day, I think as women, we hope like they care about us in that way, uh-huh. but business is business and no one's going to just offer money unless maybe we're asking for it or we're making it known that this is important to us. I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's all of a sudden that's what I'm thinking like, Oh my gosh. Cause for me, it's always happened where I maybe knew that I needed a raise Mm -hmm. and it was like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. But the second I go to resign because I found something better, it's like, wait, why? (laughs) Oh, we'll give you a raise. Don't leave. Stay. And it's Uh like too little too late. I'm out. Yeah. You know, but it's like, then it's like hindsight 2020. If I had asked, Mm -hmm. I might have got it. I just was, you know, too intimidated or something. That's been my thing. Sometimes I feel like I have, I haven't asked and so I'm just stuck in the same position, yeah. hoping that they'll notice me. Ugh. And like, I mean, I've been fortunate enough where people will see the quality that I bring as an employee, mm-hmm. but I will literally be waiting there for years until oh, yeah. somebody like decides yeah. like, hey, she has something to offer type of a thing. So honey, I want to know really your perspective of, or what you've noticed um, in the workplace. So first off, your field, what is your field? Uh, my background is uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. And how did you start all that? How did you get into that? It started off when I started working uh, for a major corporation. Uh, uh, and so I used to think like that, uh, surprisingly. I used to think, well, they'll see the hard work that I did do. Did you really? You did used to think yeah, like that? I used oh, to wow. think like that. I was so naive. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember I started off as uh, like a helper or a laborer. And kind of worked, uh, you know, my way up. But it wasn't because I was doing the right things. Because I remember specifically, you had to take a test to move up to the next level, pay grade. Mm -hmm. You know, they did, you know, apprentice and then apprentice two, apprentice three, and then journeyman, journeyman, et cetera. So the kind of the turning point for me, and I'm glad I learned this a long time ago, Mm -hmm. was when I did take the tests, passed them. And they still didn't move me up. Really? Yes. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is brand new over here. I'm like, dad. And and I remember, I remember going to work early, like two hours early to take the classes Mm -hmm. to, you know, meeting all their requirements. I I would leave to go to work two hours early, take a a blueprint class or, or take calculations or engineering math. Mm -hmm. uh, And, and then. I would do that, take the test, and I asked the guy that was doing the testing, like, what did I score? He's like, well, you scored high enough to be a journeyman level five, which is the highest level that we have. Wow. And then I remember talking with the boss, and he's like, well, you know, those tests really don't mean anything. Uh-huh. And so I learned from many years ago that business is business. Hmm. They want to keep you at the level you're at, uh, you know, as long as they can and then squeeze every dime out of you before wow. you move up. And and it was sad because yeah, that is sad. I spent all that time. Now, 
it did benefit me in the long run because I learned how to read blueprints really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I got really good at math mm-hmm. and, and doing calculations. Um, but at that time, I was just really sad. You know, and then you see other people that are best friends with, uh, you know, yeah. they're, 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 the they're networking in the, piece. See, so that's, that's what's that's, so discouraging. Yeah, and that's my thing. It's like, okay, imagine if for him as a man, he that's sees true. that, oh, you have to really be in the circle, you know, the the known circle. You to have make to be one up. of those, uh, what do they call him? One of his cronies. Yeah. And that's what it was. And I'm like, okay, so it, you, you felt like it was hard. Now imagine... A, a woman, woman being in that position. Who isn't one of those yes, well, the guys. Now guys. you're not male and you're not one of the quote unquote cronies. How will you ever make it up there? You know? Well, in that particular industry, it was, uh, they did engineering, but they also, you know, installed what they engineered. Mm-hmm. And there was women working, but they were never in any position of like project management or foreman. They were either mm-hmm. a helper or what they, you know, just really entry level, minimum wage uh, type of deals. There really wasn't. I mean, if they were that hard on, on the male uh, employees who who have been, you know, asking, mm-hmm. hey, we need raises, we need this, and they're just flat out saying no. Yeah. You know, I, I just felt really bad for these entry level areas because they really just, you know, wow. didn't help out. Yeah. Um, and then some of the women I knew were very nice people, you know. I just didn't, they didn't strike me as, as people that would go up to the boss and say, Hey, I need a raise Mm -hmm. right now. No, they're, you know, the boss is going to see what I'm doing and you know, everything is going to be, be fine. And no, they don't, they don't, you know, and throughout (laughs) my whole experience, it's never been, let's see what the boss is going to think because they don't, they really don't see that. And that's the sad truth uh, out there. That's true. So what has helped you kind of move further along in your career? What type of attributes do you feel have helped you or what are the things that you've done that have helped you? Well, one thing I would recommend as I've moved, you know, later on to a more specific type of engineering and kind of refined um, what I do best in mechanical engineering, uh, it, it, it has always been know your stuff. Number one, mm-hmm. you have to know your stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Because in, in especially in engineering, you think of someone... Uh, who's fresh out of school versus someone who's experienced, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to take the guy that's experienced a hundred percent of the time yeah. because just someone coming out of school is going to make a lot of mistakes that are going to cost mm-hmm. the company money. And we yeah. all know the almighty dollar is what really dictates all yeah. these decisions. Okay, so what if I'm a woman that knows my stuff in mechanical engineering? Now what? Now okay. what's the next step? So if you know your stuff, that's the first step. So if you know your stuff, uh, then you have to get it out there. So let's say let's say you're shopping for a job or you're looking around for a new mm-hmm. job. When you go into those interviews, uh, you, you tell them, hey, I know how to do this, and you start talking about it. You really get passionate about what you know. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's so important to know mm-hmm. what you're talking about and, and, and just be confident. Hey, I know how to do this. I know how to do that, and I've done it, and I've seen this scenario, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. and this is the value that I bring to your company. You know, that's that's what they like to see, that confidence, Mm -hmm. that experience that is worth more than anything. They don't care about your references. They don't care about your degrees hanging on the wall. It's if we give you something, can you produce the project the way that it needs to be engineered? Mm -hmm. Point blank. And I've seen women be successful in in this field because they really know their stuff very well. And, and, and they just tell them, look, I'm not going to take anything less than X amount of dollars. And that's it. End of story. If you guys can't afford me, (laughs) 
I'm moving on to the next place because I think that's the thing like for me I just don't know how I could get there mm-hmm. like I know my worth but it I, for me it's like it was it's been scary when I have to ask right. for what I feel I'm worth and I've noticed with you honey like you just automatically go and say this is how much I'm worth exactly so this is what I'm hoping to get well, out of this statistically it's better to negotiate your salary at the beginning in the oh, interview right. yeah. versus getting in and yeah, saying, because, you know, I've been around the block enough to hear this excuse. Well, let's get you in at this and then 90 days we'll review it. Mm-hmm. No, there are no guarantees <laughs> at that point. Excuse yeah. me. No, I'm walking out <laughs> right now. Me, no. <laughs> so when you take command of that, you know, of that interview, because yeah. like when I go interview, I'm interviewing them too. I'm asking them, what do you guys do? What is, what, why, why would I want to come to this company, et cetera? Mm-hmm. If you really know your stuff, None of that, it comes off as rude. None mm-hmm. of that comes off as, you know, you're bringing a value to this company. They're not hiring you because you're beautiful. They're not hiring you because you have a great personality. Right. It's what value you're bringing to that company. And and so when I, when I interview with people, I always tell them, look, this is bottom line. This is this is are we on the same page yeah. mm-hmm. why, why I, your time is valuable yeah my time is valuable mm-hmm. but let's make sure we're on the same page if you're trying to pay entry level when i'm more of a senior level guy or mm-hmm. or gal then we're not we're not on the same page let's mm-hmm. just let's just cut that that saves mm-hmm. you time right off the bat <laughs> so um you know i i really really think that you have to have that confidence mm-hmm. you just have to go in confident you have to create your own opportunities if you sit back and wait for people to take you by the hand and move you up to the next level. No, you have to create your own opportunities. And unfortunately, that may require you to leave your company. If you talk to them and say, hey, I want to I want to raise. Mm-hmm. I want I want two dollars more an hour or five dollars. Hey, why not go for ten dollars mm-hmm. more an hour? And you see other people making it and they don't want to give it. Then you're at the wrong company. Yeah. You know, it's a scary proposition. And I know we've always talked about this. Uh, you know, it's always scary to leave one company and go to the next because right. the grass may not be yeah. always greener on mm-hmm. the other side. But in 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 any type of business, any type of sector, sometimes that's your only option is mm-hmm. you got to leave and go somewhere else to get more money or better benefits or more time home, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And, and and that's the type of confidence you need. But you just you just got to be able to take that leap, mm-hmm. that leap of faith and say, hey, we're going to just do something better. Because sitting back, you're never gonna you'll be in the same job for thirty years yeah. and only move five or seven dollars. You wanna you wanna put all your good years into a company like that, or you wanna go out and grab what you you know you're worth. Mm-hmm. So you just have to have that mentality. Um, I try not to think about, you know, uh, you know, well, I'm worried that they that they may they may let me go if I ask for a raise or or whatever. You just can't think like that. You gotta think, hey, I'm going after my goal. And if it doesn't work out, I can always find another job or mm-hmm. I can always go to school or, you know, you just have to have that go get her um, attitude. And, go and I, get her. Go get her mentality. Go, go get her <laughs> or go get her. Go get that girl. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I've seen it. Everybody. I mean, I know a lot of people in the engineering field mm-hmm. and they have that that confidence. Yeah. They're like, I'm worth this. And that's it. When I love what you have told me. I know you've mentioned to me like you should just do this. I'm like, okay, Ania, <laughs> slow your roll. Yeah, I'm not as passionate about it as you are, but you have always told me, you know, I wish there were more women in this field. I wish I would see more women in this mm-hmm. field. Why do you feel that way? Um, well, in my experience, I've worked with some top engineers that that are female, and I've always thought they do an excellent job. They're just, you know, they're well organized. 
Um, they're they're kind and gentle. Mm-hmm. They're not. Uh, they're detail oriented. I know you've said. Yeah, they they just have it together. You know, they have multiple projects. They have everything. Their calendars marked up. Their yeah. their cubicles all clean and nice <laughs> and neat and orderly. Not papers everywhere. And mm-hmm. you know, I think they do. I I think female engineers do really well. They excel. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just they have always done well. And and in this field, if you're a female engineer. Who, who actually knows their stuff I mean you can the, the sky's the limit they people they love that I think mm-hmm. I think if everything all things equal mm-hmm. if they had a female or a male I, I honestly think a female would do a little bit better just because they're more organized you're not gonna forget stuff on yeah. this project versus yeah. that and like me I, I I try to be as organized as I can but if you have 20 projects and you got to remember each and every little detail on every project, you have to have some type of system mm-hmm. that works for you. And I just think women are naturally better at doing that. Yeah. And and I've learned a lot from female engineers, believe it or not. I've mm-hmm. learned a lot. Uh, and they're, they've are they been wonderful. Okay. I mean, I can think of two women that I've worked with that were senior engineers. And they're, they're just really good. And I told my wife, they were they were excellent. They knew what they That's were doing. Cool. Yeah. And I didn't feel threatened or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, oh, you know, you're, you're teaching me how to do... Um, you know, a calculation on heat load gains on, on walls, you know, yeah, uh-huh. and, and, and it's like, I'm, you're telling me how to, a better way to do it. I'm all ears, yeah. a more efficient way of doing I it. I think just a woman's approach is a lot different than a male's approach when they're teaching things. I think so. And I think that's why you're more receptive towards it. Generally, women tend to be really good engineers. Mm-hmm, that's awesome. Be well, really, really good engineers. Thanks, honey, for your insight. Anytime. Love it. <laughs> thanks for being out with us. So I don't think we have to equate assertiveness with being mean, Mm -hmm. you know, or advocating yourself as, um, I don't know, most people thinking, how dare she? Yeah. You know, she's been given this opportunity. I think we need to take, take, um, grab those wonderful opportunities that we can get, Mm -hmm. but then the ones that we feel are no good for us. Hey, it's okay. Let them go. Like you just said. And, um, being able to speak up for ourselves when we see, you know what, I'm not being compensated the way I should be compensated. Without fear of like, I'll lose my job. And if you do, then they didn't see your value, but someone else will. Yes, And that's the darn truth. Because how many times, think about how many times people might have maybe kept themselves from doing something better just Mm -hmm. because of the fear of this company doesn't appreciate me. Yeah. And so they might not, but that doesn't mean that there's not someone else out there that will see your true value. And it was, it's kind of like how my husband, you know, was saying with the whole thing of, you know, if you're good at what you do mm-hmm. and you know you're good at what you do, mm-hmm. hey, then go f- out for something yeah. better. And I've ag- I always agree that it's more about selling yourself at those interviews anyway. Yeah. It's like, I, I will, the day that that finally c- clicked in my head, mm-hmm. that like, look, I have a certain set of skills that most people don't have. Yeah. And this is something that sets me apart in this area, mm-hmm. in this arena, in this field, professional field. Then it was like, you know what? Why not yes. share that? And so it's been all about like, look, this is what I agree 100% with, with what your hubby said about, you know, this is what I have to offer the company, you know, or this organization or this agency. Like mm-hmm. this is, these are my certain sets of skills that I have. Yeah. And this is what I bring to you, you know? So it's like, take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things. It's really, how do we sell ourselves to these people? Because they don't know who we are. Mm-hmm. So when, 
A successful interview is one where you can successfully say, this is what I'm about. These are the services I can provide for you. And I'm good at what I do. Yeah. And go into it just confidently. Yep. You know, being like, look, I am a good asset to you because yep. of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to go for an interview. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are the reasons. Let me tell you how I've done this in other employers, you know, before. My employer's <laughs> right there over here yelling at me that it's time to go, mama. So we keeping it real tonight. That's right. You know? That's right. This is a woman balancing um dreams goals <laughs> career all of this right mm-hmm. so thank you so much for joining us for today's episode familia as always uh we love to hear from you contact us on instagram facebook or twitter um you can find us at a little mass underscore um or a little mass podcast or our website a little mass shoot us an email through there um we're working on this month's newsletter so mm-hmm. We have a little uh, awesome tidbits for you. So if you haven't signed up for a newsletter, sign up on our website. That's a great yes. time. Uh, catch up on old episodes. You know? And rate us, guys. And rate, rate us. us. Yes, rate us on iTunes. Hopefully nothing lower than a 5.0. <laughs> but you'll be like, know. one star. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, rate us on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher, wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, you know, it really does help our podcast to be able to kind of be bumped up there mm-hmm. um, and gives us, um, you know, is able to kind of open up avenues for us with more listeners. Um, yes. So thank you guys. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as always. So for now, this is Mabel and Celeste. And you've been listening to A, A Little, Little Mass. Adios.